Ray, when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes! Please stop! I got a bad feeling about this. Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Did you go out with Ray? Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Get away from her, you bitch! You're gonna need a bigger boat. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hello everyone, I'm Dalton Burdett. I am Ryan Warner. And we are the Movie Knights. Well, some of them. If you're listening, that's because you want to hear our unfiltered thoughts and opinions about what's going on in the world of movies. Dude, that's the best one. I think that's the opening from now on. I dig it, man. Yeah? Yeah, like a shovel. I, you know what? Uh, that's it for today, because that was <laughs> fuck you for that, dude. Let's get into the juicy details. Dude, I'm, but I'm mostly just upset that I didn't come up with that. Yeah, but that's what I'm here for. Uh, I guess. Jesus, man. All right, we're gonna kick things up. English. I, I didn't. Gra- <laughs> I graduated college. All right. Did you though? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Debatable. Anyway, uh, we're gonna start with the box office. So here we go. Take a guess at what opened number one last weekend. Hopefully, Alita. It did, Good. but guess how much it made. I want to say no more than $40 million. Okay, fine. We'll put a number on it. Put a number? Yeah. I'll say I'll say $31 million it opened up 31? to. Okay. Uh, 28. Oh, sh- wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, this is no bueno for yeah. Alita Battle Angel. However, it hasn't opened in the overseas markets yet, which I think it's going to kill it over there. Um, Let's com- hope, because I, I, I enjoyed that um, movie. I mean, we talked about it last time, but yeah. I hope it makes money back. Yeah, like I, I didn't enjoy it all that much, but I, I might get the 4K just because of how good it looks. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, coming in at number two was the Lego Movie 2. Which only dropped 39% its second weekend, but it's still just diminishing returns when you compare it to the original film, especially since they shot up the budget by $40 million. So that might not make its money back, which is crazy. Probably not. I mean, I still haven't seen it, so I'm not really contributing. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I just saw the first Lego movie the other day. Like what came out in 2014, 2015? Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I hope it makes money back. I hope all movies make their money back. Yeah, right. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it, what a world that what a nice world that would be to live in. Isn't it romantic? Came in at number third, racking in fourteen million. What men want came in at fourth, racking in ten million, dropping forty one percent from its previous weekend. And coming in fifth, this is the saddest one for me. Okay. Coming in fifth was Happy Death Day two, with only a nine million dollar opening, which is fifty percent less than what the first one opened at. However. <laughs> because Jason because Blum. Jason Blum is the man. <laughs> that movie was only made for nine million dollars, and it's already made its production budget back, which means it only has to make about oh twenty seven million to be financially successful. So. Which is all that matters. That's yeah. why you make low budget movies, yeah. and you get a nice return. Yeah. Jason Blum is the man. I have a fun fact for you. I don't know if you know this. Me well, and I Jason don't. Blum yeah. share a birthday. I don't care. Oh, just thought you know. <laughs> I'm messing with you. No, that's it's cool. That's cool. Fact. It was a nice way of trying to get him to listen somehow someday. Let's hope. <laughs> Jeez. Well, uh, that's, that's awesome because I think they made it for $9 million, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it, It's almost like I said that a second ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, it's like I don't really listen to you. But because what? They made $14 million last weekend, the opening weekend? I 
think, yeah, 14 or 18. 14 or, okay. Like, around there. Like, yeah. Like, anywhere from 15 to 18, I think. The, fir- the first one made. Yeah. So, that's awesome. Good for Blumhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, uh, it sucks to see Alita come in that low, even though I didn't think it was all that great of a film. It's not a, a horrible film by any stretch of the imagination. And, but to reach uh, the 200 million budget. Yeah. Yikes. It, it, would, it would have to make, to be successful, like... Okay, this is a give or take number. Usually, in order to be safe and like you've made money, you have to make three times your budget when you consider marketing costs and the theater percentage. Mm-hmm. So it needs to make uh, uh, about uh, just to be safe. Just to be safe. Now, maybe overseas, depending on how it does in the Asian markets. Mm-hmm. But if it does bad over there, things are not looking good for Alita. I, I hope it gets there, though. Because we've seen movies like Warcraft yeah. bomb over here and then just do gangbusters money over in China. So, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I hope it does good, but let's just say it doesn't do good. What, what do you what do you think that's going to mean for, like, do you think James Cameron's going to be discouraged at all? Or you think he's just going to be like, whatever, like, this is just a fun project? Because um, he has Avatar 2 coming out. He has Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5 coming out. And uh, I think right now that's kind of all he wants to do. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I don't think it's gonna be split off of his back. Yeah. But um, and you know Fox isn't gonna automatically lose trust in James Cameron because Alita right. flops. You know what I mean? So I think it's just it's it's a it's a whatever for James Cameron. Mm-hmm. What I'm afraid for is Robert Rodriguez. I feel like if this money doesn't make his money back, that he might not get a he, he might get even less work. Yeah. And I like him, so I I hope that that doesn't happen. For sure. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's interesting though that like he's taken forever. When when did the first Avatar come out? Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I think two thousand nine, something like that. There he's sh- taking his time making this movie. Well, this this fucking guy he he's been doing like he is like the techn him and George Lucas are like the technological revolutions of the film industry. Everyone just waits for them to do a breakthrough so everyone else can do it. Yeah, and he's literally. He lit- uh and we watched a Q and A f- from Alita, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and some of the stuff, he, Robert Rodriguez, some of the stuff he was working on an Avatar 2, he would have images up on test screens. And then he'd say, I don't know if it's going to be this photo real when it comes out, but that's the goal. And then he's like, what do you mean that's the goal? And he goes, eh, well, the technology isn't invented yet, but we're getting there. And it's like, well, shit. He's literally waiting for, to, like, for the right stuff to get made so he can make it look as good as it can. Wow. Which I don't know if you knew this, but apparently Avatar 2 is going to be the first movie to use motion capture underwater. Really? That man's always doing crazy stuff. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand how he is like a living brain inside of a person. I don't get it. He's made what, two different films over $2 billion? Is that what it was? Yeah, is Avatar 2 and Titanic have both made $2 billion. What a guy. What, what a man. Just what a man. He says a lot of dumb shit, but he's a really cool director. <laughs> he makes money, so I mean. Yeah. For real. Like, like yeah. what? What, what what can you argue against, really? And it's not like his movies are bad. His movies are good. I yeah. like his films. Yeah. I, I need to see more of his produced. D- does he produce a lot more now than uh, he's... Just because he's so focused on directing Avatar? Kind of. Okay. He's not like a Spielberg producer where he just like, throw my name on it and then give me a check. Like, he's yeah, not yeah. like that. But okay. but uh, he, he, he does do a little bit more stuff than he used to producing-wise. Hmm. Can we please get fucking True Lies on Blu-ray, though? Holy shit. Oh, my God, right? Just One take, of the greatest just, action movies of all time. Thank you. Just take a fucking break from Avatar to give us True Lies on Blu-ray. Holy God. 
Sorry. I, I had to... Yeah. Hopefully, that little sound bit makes it to James Cameron and, like, and somehow before, like... wakes him up in the middle of the night. He's like, oh, He's like, I gotta get this Blu-ray. <laughs> Wouldn't that be some shit? I swear to God, if tomorrow it's announced, like, True Lies is coming to Blu-ray, someone owes we'll, me we'll money. Take, we'll take all credit for it, we for will. sure. We will. All right. Uh, moving on to our next story. There's a report coming out of Variety. Okay. Um, at least, I don't know if this is the original Variety interview, but I'm getting this from Variety. Um, a lot of, it's been speculated that a lot of, uh, phase one MCU heroes are going to be exiting after Endgame, or at least going to be not as involved in the upcoming phases. Okay. And we can add another person to that list of, for sure, their role is going to be limited in the future. And that's Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts. Okay. Because in an interview, when asked about her role in the Marvel Cinematic Universe after Avengers Endgame, this is what she said. I mean... I'm a bit old to be in a suit and all that at this point. I feel very lucky that I did it because I actually got talked into it. I was a friend of Jon Favreau. It was such a wonderful experience making the first Iron Man and then to watch how important it has become to the fans. And then someone says, and then she goes on to say, I feel honored to be a part of something that people are so passionate about. Of course, if they said, can you come back for a day? I'll always be there if they need me. So she's not, you know, against small cameos. Yeah. Um, much like her cameo in Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was coming from a variety that after that, she's kind of like, eh, I'm chilling from the MCU for a while. So yeah. uh, while I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow as a public figure very much, I think she's an extremely talented actress, and I love Pepper Potts. Like, a, a moment that I always forget about until we rewatch it, and it killed in the marathon when we saw Infinity War marathon when they showed the first Iron Man movie, mm-hmm. and uh, the girl that Tony Stark hooked up with is there. And she goes, so are you, like, his maid? And then Pepper Potts says, I do anything that Tony Stark requires, which includes occasionally taking out the trash, and then tells her to leave. Like, yeah. and it's such an awesome moment. Uh, but I'm a fan of hers, and it sucks we're going to see less of her. But I'm also happy that she kind of stated, like, eh, you know, I'm not a, totally against not coming back for a little bit. I think that she has a good working relationship with Marvel. Yeah. And uh, just what are your thoughts on the overall limited aspect of the future of Pepper Potts? I love the Pepper Potts and Tony Stark relationship that they have just because it's bantering back and forth and she basically runs Stark Industries. But as far as her limited screen screen time, I think it's just Marvel moving forward. I mean, yeah. their endgame will be 21, 23 movies, 23 movies in. 22 or 23. That's way too many characters to give equal screen time to. So they kind of have to move forward and move on with their characters and... Move into new territory, especially with like Captain Marvel. Like that's a whole another yeah. universe that they're bringing in. So, I, I think it's something that needs to be done, honestly. Mm-hmm. But it, it's sad because I love their relationship. But it's awesome that she's like, well, I wouldn't mind like coming in for a day and doing a cameo. Not doing a cameo, but like coming in for a day and shooting, which essentially would come out to be, you know, a cameo. But it's sad, but it's something that needs to get done at the end of the day, you know, moving forward with new movies and new characters, introducing new characters, new worlds. So it's just, it's just Marvel's way of saying that they're moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I agree. Um, you know, I, I said it before, but I think Gwyneth Paltrow is a very talented actress. So, you know, she's going to find a lot more work at a lot of great roles. But, um, uh, I think Pepper's role in the MCU, just from a storytelling perspective, is not gonna, you couldn't really do a whole lot with that character now anyways. Yeah. Especially because we don't even know what's going to happen with Iron Man after Endgame, so who knows what's going to go on there. Yeah. But um, 
I would have felt the same if they said that her role was going to be doubled or if her role was going to be cut back. I just think that Marvel is a storytelling machine. Yeah. And I think whatever they're going to do is uh, the right move because they, they haven't really disappointed us yet. And um, I think that in whatever small ways they use that character, it's going to be correct ways. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually curious to know what the lowest rated Rotten Tomato score is. MCU movie is because they're all they're all fresh. I think it's the Incredible Hulk, really? or it's either the Incredible Hulk or Thor two. Here, you look that up, and I'll move on to our next story because it's yeah. also Marvel related. So it's fine. It's fine. We're fine, guys. Um, this isn't a hundred percent movie related, but it's sort of movie related because it's a movie universe, the okay. MCU. But Jessica Jones and Punisher just got canceled, and um, you know which? Oh, shocker! Call me Herman Schultz. I didn't see that one coming. But if anyone gets that comic reference, please comment on that no but uh uh basically <clears throat> um netflix is canceling all marvel shows because their relationship with disney and marvel hasn't really gone well with with disney announcing that they're having their own streaming service and taking all their stuff movie wise and putting it onto their own streaming service so netflix didn't take kindly to that and started axing all their shows um but then and these shows are technically mcu they're technically part of the movie universe and charlie cox the actor who plays daredevil even stated in an interview one time that in his contract, it sa- it stated that if he was ever needed for a Marvel movie, he con- he's contractually obliged to show up for whatever dates they call him for, even if he has something else going on. It never never happened. They never called him, but he was like, that was in my contract. Now, Jeff Loeb, who is head of Marvel TV, he's like the Kevin Feige of Marvel TV, released this statement after Jessica Jones and Punisher got canceled. Here is what Jeff Loeb had to say. The statement's funny because the first third of it is just Marvel sucking their own cock. Uh, and then about halfway through it, sh- it throws shade at Netflix. And then the end teases the future. So let me, let me, oh, let me, yeah. sh- let me show you what they do here. Lay it on me. <clears throat> it had never been done before. Four separate television series, each with different super talented showrunners, writers, directors, cast, and crew coming out months apart. And then they would meet in a single event series at the heart of New York City. We called them The Defenders. And together we were thrilled by stories of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and even The Punisher joined in. They said it couldn't be done. You know, Marvel doing the whole, like, we're great kind of thing. But Marvel assembled amazing teams to write, produce, direct, edit, and score 13 seasons and 161 hour episodes. Take a moment and go online and look at the dazzling list of actors, writers, directors, musicians who graced us with their very best of their craft. We loved each and every minute of it. And we did it all for you, the fans who cheered us from around the world and made all the hard work with it. Jesus, don't break your arm jerking yourself off there. Right, my, Jesus. My, my lord. So then it goes on. So thank you. And then here's when they kind of throw shade at Netflix a little bit. On behalf of everyone at Marvel Television, we couldn't be more proud or more grateful to our audience. Our network partner may have decided they no longer wanted to continue telling the stories of these great characters. But here's where it gets interesting. This is when they tease the future. Okay. But you know Marvel better than that. As Matthew Murdoch's dad once said, the measure of a man is not how he gets knocked down to the mat, it's how he gets back up. To be continued. So in simple terms, or actually, no... Yeah, I'm 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 a big fan of a uh, Greek and Roman history. Okay. So as the Romans would put it, <clears throat> what the fuck does that mean? Uh, it's interesting that you say that with Charlie Cox's um, contract, mm-hmm. because 
wasn't it rumored or at least written somewhere that if in Civil War they couldn't get Spider-Man, that they were going to get Charlie Cox's Daredevil? In one of the early drafts, they thought about using... I forget what report said this, and it might even be a false report, but I know it's a report that I've read. But I know, and I know the writers for sure said that if, that they might have put Ant Man on Iron Man's team if if they didn't get the rights to Spider Man. But I'm pretty sure in one of the conversations in the early early drafts of the screenplay was that character might have had to have been Daredevil if they couldn't have gotten the story right with Ant Man's like switching sides with what they had already written. Mm-hmm. But it could have been a possibility. I'm just sad we're never going to see Wilson Fisk. We'll p- potentially never see Wilson Fisk and Tom Holland on screen like Tom Holland and Vincent D'Onofrio because yeah. I think that would have been so awesome. But they've, it's something that they've definitely thought about before, bringing yeah. the and, small screen. And the Infinity, Rider, Infinity War writers, who were also Civil War writers, did say they, in one of, like, they considered, they never wrote it down, but they considered an early draft of Infinity War. This is an interview they did with Collider. Um, the scene where Tony and uh, Pepper are in New York when Doctor Strange shows up, they thought about having Luke Cage there. They didn't say in what capacity, but they were like, hey, wouldn't it be like they're in they're on that side of town? What if Luke Cage showed up, you know, and then they didn't do it, obviously. But like it, it that conversation has happened. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I think uh, what I think is going to happen is, you know, obviously Netflix has their their contract through a certain amount of years, even after cancellation. So they're going to have to let that time pass. But after that. After that. Put it on Disney Plus. Put them on Hulu. Yeah. Because Marvel has a really good relationship with Hulu. Disney's not a majority shareholder of Hulu since they bought Fox. <sighs> Who knows? But obviously dream scenario is they all get thrown into side roles in the movies. But I, I don't see that happening. Yeah. At least not now. I do think they'll do something with Daredevil. Okay. Just because he's the most popular. Just, just because he's fucking Daredevil. Okay. And uh, it better be Charlie Cox. Like, don't recast that role and then be like... Remember how we said the shows were in the same universe? <laughs> Turns out we were full of shit. Like, like don't don't do that. Like, just have it be Charlie Cox, man. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. Just what are your thoughts on one on the cancellations of everything, and two, um, what do you personally think that they're gonna do with these characters in the future? Well, I really haven't gotten very far in the TV shows. Yeah. I watched Daredevil. I watched up to Iron Fist season one. Mm-hmm watching them in release order mm-hmm. um because they're still releasing jessica jones season three right yeah and they, have, they don't have a release date but it'll be sometime this year okay so that, that'll be the last of the marvel shows yeah. so i'm upset that they're canceling all these shows but obviously they wouldn't do it if they didn't have something planned for the future but I really love the jessica jones seasons and i really love the daredevil seasons i haven't watched punisher Luke Cage was all right, um, and Iron Fist. I'm trudging through that, but uh, it's upsetting. But I hope that these characters and these actors still have jobs as these characters because so they they're fantastic in the shows. Yeah, and it, let's just say they get introduced into into the MCU. If they if these small screen actors and characters can get the backing of the full MCU into a movie or into like a cameo or like a like a mm-hmm. like a side plot or a subplot in an MCU movie like that'd be awesome like it would just yeah who who's to say Hank Pym gets sued and then he hires Matt Murdock as his lawyer just something just something yeah. small 
like that would make me so happy. And, and he wouldn't even know because he's just yeah. sitting in there in cuffs yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then Charlie Cox walks bam. in. Oh my god, dude. The people who'd watch Daredevil would lose their fucking minds yeah. if that happened. Oh my god, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. But I, mean, I don't think they'd cancel it and not have a plan. They, they definitely have something planned, but who's to say what that is it might take a few years like you said yeah. i will say though good on netflix for kind of being like no fuck you and your streaming service yeah. fuck your shows and just canceling all of them like what a petty but awesome thing to do oh yeah because you you know those marvel shows have to be at least their most streamed i know daredevil i think it was on their top maybe top five i know it's their top 10 streaming yeah. um iron fist kind of windled down luke cage windled down um, and the thing is, they, they, they knew they were going to cancel shows. They stopped marketing them. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but like for the new seasons, they would release a trailer like three weeks out mm-hmm. and be like, it's dropping in three weeks. And they would come out and it was like, all right, thanks for that marketing push. You've been, re- did a trailer in January for Stranger Things and for July, but yeah. whatever, you know. Oh my God. When is Stranger Things coming out? July. Fuck, dude. I, I need that. <laughs> but no, I, what do you think about it though? Cause you were more invested into it than I am. Um, I loved the shows. I mean, some of them, Iron Fist season one, uh, weren't that good. But uh, I loved the characters, and I loved it. And, like, even the Iron Fist show was going in a positive direction. Like, season two was massively better than season one was. And just some of the performances are, like, born to play that character. Like, Charlie Cox is Matt Murdock. Vincent D'Onofrio, amazing as Wilson Fisk. David Tennant, amazing as Kilgrave. Um, you know, all of them, really. Finn Jones, back and forth, but <laughs> but he. But here's the thing: in Defenders, I liked him, and in yeah. Iron Fist season two, I liked him. He grew on me, but he wasn't right away like the other ones were. Um, John Bernthal's the Punisher. Fuck Mike Coulter, J- Kristen Ritter, all of them, all of them. Yeah. Um, Dude, you might never see John Bernthal as Punisher again. You, you shut you your dirty whore mouth. Shut your mouth. That's not true. I just said I said might. I said might. You did it to get a while out of me, and it worked. <laughs> no, but uh. Uh, now I'm frazzled. Now I'm frazzled. No, <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I, God, I hope that's not true because I love his Punisher. But uh, uh, hopefully, not, not the other guy, Warzone, whatever, whatever. That hey, I love, I love Punisher Warzone. You can go to hell. That movie is fucking fantastic. I like the Thomas Jane one too. Thomas the, Jane was fantastic. The, the Dolph Lundgren one, eh, we don't talk about it, but it's, it's fine. He's my Punisher. Dolph Lundgren's Shut my up. Punisher. Shut up. You've never even seen the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Shut up. No, but uh. Um, I'm I'm sad that they're gone, but hopefully, fingers fucking crossed that Marvel does something with them in the future. Um, and for, for our last bit for today's episode, today is a special day for the movie nights. Well, February nineteenth is. Yeah. Well, no, because yeah, I, I don't know what day you're going to be listening to this, but no, February nineteenth. It, it's going to drop tonight. Well, I know, but like, what if people don't listen to oh. it until... Okay. But February 19th. Is Whatever very... device you're listening on, <laughs> the date that says what day it was uploaded, that's the important day. Thank you. <laughs> February 19th. Uh, Ryan, I'll let you introduce this one. Do you know what released in theaters 26 years ago on this fateful night? We did not discuss this before the show at all and talk about how this could potentially be a really good topic. I have no clue what you could be referring to. Well, let me tell you, because it sounds like you are unsure. I am. It is Army of Darkness. Hey, I like that film. Hey, I like that film too. (laughs) Explain to those who've never heard, what is 
Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness is one of the best comedy movies ever. And it stars Bruce Campbell. A.K.A. God. Directed by Sam Raimi. A.K.A. also God. <laughs> Just everyone's a God. <laughs> Everyone involved in production's a God. Um, it's... It is one of the best movies ever, and it's funny because we were rewatching it a few weeks ago, and there were so many moments in that movie that I forgot. <laughs> Just from beginning, as soon as the movie starts till the movie ends, I am laughing through the whole thing. It's just fantastic between the one-liners, the way Bruce Campbell looks at other characters. Like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? You really said that? It's just. It is an all-around fantastic movie, and if you haven't seen it, start with the original Evil Dead and then work your way through, because it is, it's a journey. Yes, and I'll add on to that. The reason that day is so special is because it came out 26 years ago today. Did you mention that? Yeah. Oh. You you weren't listening. I was. Okay, I wasn't listening to you earlier. I was going to so. say, it's even now, it's even. <laughs> but uh, but um, as Ryan mentioned, this is the third movie in a franchise, the Evil Dead trilogy. Evil Dead, 1981, Evil Dead 2, 87, Army of Darkness, 93, 92, depending on who you ask. But um, Evil Dead 1, straight horror movie. And it's terrifying, and it made for no money, and it's the dream. It's a bunch of kids who made a horror movie that got successful, and yes. Evil Dead 2 is in my top 10 favorite movies of all time. It is the perfect blend of horror and comedy. How one doesn't compromise the other, I'm still trying to figure out as a filmmaker. And then Army of Darkness... It's just a straight comedy. The way that it evolved the trilogy to fit like the needs and the wackiness of what they wanted to do, mm-hmm. and just the character arc of Ash Williams is one of my favorite character arcs of all time, too. From scared teenager to tortured soul to I don't give a fuck, I want to get home, is unbelievable. And we will get into some of our favorite one-liners here in a second. Yeah, no, I it, it's fantastic because there's some legal issues between the first and the second one. And the third one. And the third one, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that one. Mm-hmm. But um, if you watch one and two, it is basically the same movie. It is. It, it is the same movie, just different characters and how they're all related. Because I think the first one, it's similar to the remake where they're all friends or something, right? And then the second one, it's yeah. he's already at the cabin. Well, the second one, okay, so here's what happened. In the second one, um, the filmmaker's vision, Sam Raimi's vision was to have a recap of the first movie within the first 15 minutes to like explain why Ash is there by himself and you know why he's got memorabilia from his girlfriend but they didn't have the rights to their movie they'd sold them mm-hmm. but Sam Raimi was like no we have to have the recap in the beginning like it has to happen so they remade the first Evil Dead in 15 minutes with just Ash and his girlfriend and pretend that the other friends weren't there and the movie goes on. And they literally do the same exact shot from the end of Evil Dead into Evil Dead 2. You could edit those two movies together if you release the recap, if you cut the recap. Mm-hmm. But they kind of remade it really quick and then continued it as if it was a sequel and a remake, sort of. And there are some critics who, in their reviews, call Evil Dead 2 a remake. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> um, for the third one, same thing. They want to do a recap, lost the rights, had to reshoot the recap, and they reshoot the recap because Universal owns the third one. Yeah. And then when they did release the 4K Universal, God, please release the 4K. And then, and then uh, when the show came out, they had gotten the rights to one and two, but they you didn't get the rights from Universal for Army of Darkness until like the third season. But uh, that's a whole thing yeah. with that. But yeah. Anyway, going back to Army of Darkness, 
one of the best comedies ever and one of the best trilogies ever. The highest rated horror trilogy on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Do you have particular favorite moments from the film? Well, before I get into the moments, it it's so funny watching that trilogy move like back to back to back with the three movies because the quality in the film is just night and day from each movie. One, it's it's poor quality because it's just a bunch of kids wanting to make a horror movie and they did that successfully. Two, they had money and it shows because the quality and the production of it is just night and day better. And then Army of Darkness, they have a whole production set and the quality is just night and day from two to three. But um, I think the first one I'm going to have to go with, my favorite movie moment, is whenever the witch is attacking them mm-hmm. and she's fighting off all these elders in the castle and here comes Ash loading up his shotgun, kicking ass, and then throws the shotgun behind his back and shoots the witch in the head and then raises it yeah. over his head. And <laughs> <laughs> that, is so that, is, that is one of the best acting performances I've ever seen. Dude, Bruce Campbell is, is God. No, but one of my favorite parts, and I won't spoil the context of this line, but you're gonna as soon as I say it, you're gonna be like, Oh my god, the best line in the entire movie is Lady, I'm gonna have to ask That's you to it. leave the store. <laughs> and I can't give away the context of the line if you've never seen the movie, but holy shit, I always forget that line is coming, and then as soon as he says it, I am holding my stomach laughing so hard. And it's even funnier because there's a line right after it after he does yeah. an action. Yeah. He's like, Name's Ash. Hardwares. Or housewares. Housewares, housewares. God, what a fantastic movie. Yes. And uh God, I just love that whole trilogy. Like whenever I watch one, I got I like watch one of them, I'm like, fuck, I gotta watch the other ones now. Yeah. Like with Hannah, we watched the first Evil Dead and I was like, Great, you got time for Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness, because let's go. And yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun. Alright. Dude, we're Dude's almost right on time. Holy shit. Dude, it's like we actually know what we're doing. Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> not at all. Let's not fool them. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode, guys. Cannot wait to start doing videos next month. My name is Dalton Burdett. I am Ryan Warner. See you later.